Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's your old pal Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. This NFL offseason, no days off. In fact, we can fit 25 hours in a day. That's because podcasts make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task you got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores, do your job, and be entertained at the same time. It's all about the New England Patriots, the news, insight, analysis, and laughs on demand so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Yeah, I just thought it was time for a change. Just time for a change. Oh, it's time for change, sir. With yeah. all due respect to Bill Belichick, the legend on the sidelines that has been patrolling the ups and downs the machinations and the workings of the New England Patriots for the better part of a quarter century, it is definitely time for change. It is the Six Rings postgame show here, 10 after 1, after we all just witnessed, speaking of 10, 10 to 6 final, Colts over the Patriots in Germany. 10 years of the New England Patriots working to get a game offshore, overseas, in Frankfurt, Germany, only to not even score a touchdown in the game. Oh, just... Just a brutal day, a very sad day. That was a very sad coach who spoke earlier from the little table, if not even really a lectern or podium, if you will, and then a very sad, broken quarterback who just spoke a few minutes ago as well. If you happen to miss both pressers, we will probably play them for you again later in the show because we've got quite the extended Six Rings postgame show here up until 4 o'clock, at which point we will take you to another football game that will likely have multiple touchdowns. I can As tell well. you what that game is, and it will for, well, for sure be better. Have at 4 o'clock, Joe It will Brady. be the Lions and the Chargers. Well, that's going to be a fun game, just like there are fun games on TV now. And if you're not a Patriots fan who wants to call in and let the world know how you feel about that god-awful game that we all just witnessed, you may be watching them as well. You could also watch them with the volume down and listen to us harangue the Patriots for the next three hours. It's your choice. Live your best life, people. That's what we are trying to do. Andy, we have to throw back to break in just a couple minutes. Well, not really that soon. We got time for a couple calls. Let's bring him in, kid. 
Greeny is in California. Boy, you woke up real early to watch that crap show, Greeny. Hey, guys. Calling from uh, 1990. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> Hey, what's it like back there? <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, I'm young. We're, we're, we're sitting on a one-win season. I figured it was relevant. Greeny, can you I know? borrow your Whitesnake album? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you can, you, can, you can borrow the seats that we used to get from scalpers after they gave up, you know, young college students with seats on the 30 because they couldn't even be sold. Jesus. Yeah. Guys. Jesus. (laughs) We're back. I mean, Greeny, you've obviously lived and rooted long enough to remember what it was like and be back there. Yeah, but I thought I had gotten past it. See, and that's the downside to having a positive attitude. You know, I may have to move to to Germany because California obviously wasn't far enough. (laughs) I'm, you know, Matt, I mean, I'm trying to figure out you know, our quarterback situation, you know, I, I work in the entertainment industry. You know, Stevie Wonder is available. Uh-oh. So maybe we, could, maybe we could look to him. Have mercy. Well, I mean, it, it can't be any worse than Mac. I mean, what, what, what was that? It's like, oh, a white jersey. Maybe I'll throw it to him. Un- <laughs> yeah, you know, Greeny, we've been sitting here, and we're not making excuses. But when you think of the litany of no. things that he's gone through, that he's working through, he could be a little injured. He was sacked six times in the first half. Five consecutive drives ended with sacks. Now, Andy pointed out that some of them were his responsibility because he ran into it or didn't get rid of the ball quick enough. Some of them were on the Vidarian suite and low down. Uh, one way or another, there's just a million things that have led to and added up to Mac Jones being broken as quarterback of the Pats. And it's just, I mean, he's not going to be moved on from now. But I, I just can't see how you start the guy the rest of the season, and I don't even know who'd want to watch him play quarterback if he's going to play like this the rest of the way. Yeah, it was it was just horrible. It, it, that showing, that that had to have been the worst game of the season. It oh, had yes. to be. Absolutely. Worst game of the season. Worst and the worst throw years. of his career. That throw was the worst throw yeah. of his career, and maybe any career. I, like, I'm trying to think, what are the worst throws I've ever seen? That has to be on the list. Again, recency bias. I know I'm emotional, but that's that's unacceptable, and um, I I don't know where you go from here. And that's that's the problem. Well, the one positive, the one positive I pulled out of everything today is I'm looking at the Red Sox uh, opening day schedule. We're only five months out. Five hey, months out, guys. Greedy, yeah. something positive for us to celebrate. Hey, plus you're in California. It's only ten fourteen in the morning. You've got the entire day of sunshine, surf. Tacos and joy to experience. So please, by all means, and yeah. enjoy that for us, yeah. would you, pal? All right. Uh, thank you for calling in, Greeny. His line's open at 617-779-7937. Yeah, I mean, there's other games to watch later on. Maybe other people will score. You got the – yeah. It is at least it's over early, so you can just like – you could have a Sunday, Andy, where you could do something really fun in the middle of the day and forget that you woke up – at uh, at morning o'clock and treated yourself to that absolute tire fire of a game. Well, and <laughs> people are doing that. People are turning the page from this team. I know Bill says seven games to go. I don't know that you're getting much investment from Patriot Nation over the final seven games. There'll be big picture investment because mm-hmm. I think there is a loyal fan base that will start thinking about next coach, next quarterback, next draft pick. Mm-hmm. But the game-to-game engagement of fans – I'm not sure it's on life support anymore. I think it is dead. I think this killed the energy and the investment 
uh, of Patriots fans, and I don't blame them. I'm not saying on the that season. Was a so you're saying call time. it right now. Looking at the clock, put it on the chart. Oh my god! Yeah, time of death. Time of death was the time Mac Jones throw made that throw because they still had a shot. He completes a throw that you or I would have completed. They probably win this ugly ass football game. And make no mistake, it's an ugly ass football game, but you still got a third win. And maybe you feel good about it. Maybe you can sell something. You know, the caller brought up 1990. There's a little hint here of the Patriots rolling into Germany this week, like uh, Billy Madison rolling into high school with his eye rock and his leather jacket. And he's like, I ran this school back in the day. <laughs> Billy then, Squires playing the stroke. <laughs> right. And, and then realizing, oh, things have changed and I'm not cool anymore. I'm not good anymore. I'm a loser now. And that's what the, the Patriots were. They rolled into Germany, the dated loser that used to run the world and is not cool anymore. Just, just, it, it, what's old is new. What's old is new, and what we got now is a, a new version of old hard times indeed. I say steer into it and embrace the terrible for a little while, and it'll make you hard with the skin. It'll thicken the skin. It'll make you tougher again. You'll appreciate when the Pats win more and, where things are going, um, I'm trying to convince myself of that. When in fact, <laughs> like, oh my god, that is funny! Oh, wow, I'm getting Billy, I'm getting trolled by my own producer with Billy Madison drops. What's this all come to? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your telephone number. We'll get to everyone who's on hold and so much more. We'll talk to Mike Cadlick in a little while from weei.com and beyond. But first, let's try to catch you up on everything else going on in the NFL and the wide world of sports with producer Joe Braverman. How well this team can kind of a, a adapt a little bit and, and just improve on offense is going to go a long way in determining which direction the season is going to go. You know, last segment we showed a list of the number one overall pick and, and where everyone is. Patriots are currently in the top five, which is wild. wild. They do have an opportunity to improve on that. And the fact that Mac Jones has slowly, slowly started to play a little better is a positive. The offense has slowly started to look a little better. Even last week when he threw the interception that ended up costing him the game, that was in his receiver's hands, literally. In the, he yep. put it there on the money with the game on the line. It's not perfect by any means. They have to get a lot better. But very slowly you're starting to see that happen, and maybe they're picking up what Bill O'Brien is putting down. I just don't know if it's too late or not. There are days every now and again I pretend I'm okay, but that's not A little bit of Ian Rappaport doing stand-up comedy on the NFL Network Friday. He's not funny. <laughs> the, what's that show, The Insiders? I don't know. That's the whatever. make stuff up and try to paint things in a positive picture for the teams we cover. Do you think that somebody went on national television for the most popular sports league in America and said that and then turned around and had to own those words? Having witnessed the effort put forth today by the Patriots' offense, get out of here. Well, they were stupid get when he said them. They were just uh, blatantly, obviously stupid later in the, in the day. I mean, the offense sucked last week. The offense did nothing last. Don't tell me the offense was getting better. Mac was getting better. The offense. What they go two of twelve on third down last week. They scored because Devai yep. punched one out. Like three for twelve. Th yeah. Yeah. I mean. They were bad third down again today. They had a couple late ones that kind of swayed the numbers. This is a bad offense with a bad quarterback, a bad offensive line, bad receivers. You know, we can keep saying Demario mm -hmm. Douglas and Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, there's a couple professionals out there who are young athletes, but 
on the whole, it's a bad team, bad offense, bad everything. Like, there's a reason. Oh, stop me if you've heard this before, but Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are, and you're 2-8. and eight. Hey, did when we were watching the team develop and practice during training camp in the summer and thought there were some issues, obviously some things were a little uh, developing slower, didn't look like there was quite as much talent as we had hoped, did you ever think to sort of like go part and parcel with the company line that so many people have been saying recently, did you ever think, Andy, it could possibly go this poorly? Like, did you ever Not think really. it would get to no. this? Lo- like, I didn't no. either, but like... No, I didn't think Mac was this bad and this broken under Bill O'Brien. I didn't think... I thought if you lost to the Colts in Germany, it would be because Anthony Richardson was a young stud quarterback running all over the field making crazy plays. I didn't think you'd lose a... 10-6 game to Gardner Minshew, a Jag journeyman backup, even though the Colts have actually scored a bunch of points this year. They're one of the highest scoring teams uh, in the NFL. They didn't today. Um, now, there's injuries. Like, I sort of detailed this in my Sunday 7 this morning, giving out midseason awards, and I gave out my midseason awards to a bunch of guys who are no longer on the roster. Defensive player <laughs> of the year, offensive player of the year, rookie of the year, MVP. They're all they're all not on the roster anymore, and that's that's part of it, but there's so much more to this. They... They're inept. I don't know that I ever thought that I would say they are completely inept. The the punt block with no one back that just gives away 20 yards. Okay. You're not in the business what of giving that? away 20. I don't know. I really don't know. And Bill said, what did he say? Like, not exactly how we wanted to run it or something. Um, they're just they're just so bad. And that it's not went the all losses. the way to the 20. Is it fair to that. say they're worse than their record? The product on the field, the 60 minutes of football may actually be worse than their record? Yes. Because I think that's what it is. Yes. What I, what I would, would you say today, they're better than the teams that are worse than them uh, record-wise, like the Cardinals, Panthers, Giants, just name a few? Uh, Panthers, they might be. That's a bad Panthers team. That's a really bad Panthers team. Um but I don't like the Giants. I think they suck and you suck. I, I don't. That's a suck fest. Um, the Cardinals, they that, suck. You suck. Are they going to put posters? Andy, is the two weeks from now? Are they going to do the promotional posters? Yep. For Patriots at Giants Thanksgiving weekend, Brady Manning again, like Tom, or Coughlin. is it going to be Zappy Devito? Well, I I mean I do think well, we need to we? we need to go down that road. I. I I honestly, and you know this, I have been a vocal advocate that Mac has to start. You don't have any, you're not putting out a professional team if you put out the other guys. I now don't know how you can start Mac. He's toast. I know he went to the x-ray room. He said it was a bruise. I don't know what the injury status is, but he's a broken man, not a broken football player. He was choked up. He chokes on the field and he was choked up on off the field at his, at his podium. So I don't know whether it's Will Greer and I don't know how Belichick packages it and what his comment, you know, we're just doing what we think is in the best interest of the football team. I agree, Bill. You're going to lose. Lose out. Lose all the games. Get the first or second pick in the draft and turn it forward. But just on a game-to-game, you have seven games left. You have to start seven quarterbacks, right? Some order. It doesn't have to be the same guy. Might be three or four different guys for the hell I know. Um, but who's going to start against the Giants? I wonder what the German word for suck is. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> oh, Jimmy and Malden, you'll be with us in eternity. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. Oh, there's so many people that are dying to talk to us. David is in the car. Good afternoon, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. So, here's what yeah, I David have to say sounds choked up, Andy. 
Yeah, so here's what I have to say about this whole thing. Finish the season. Everybody stinks. Everybody sucks. Quarterback, coaches, players. Zappy had a chance to shine, win the game. Choked up. Finish the season. Start off with a new owner, meaning Mr. Kraft, step aside. Jonathan, step in. Rebuild this whole team from scratch. Period. Coaches, quarterback, players. It has to be done. As a season holder, I can't stomach it anymore. I can't. I'm wasting my money. I'm wasting my money. And I've been one, a season holder, since the 90s. So I've been through the bad times, the good times, and I'm not about to go through the bad times again. Mm -hmm. All right, thanks, David. Thank you, David. There are probably going to be, there are probably going to be, I'd have to guess, Andy, there are probably going to be so many tickets uh, up for sale for the Chargers game, the next home game for the Patriots. This was technically a home game, and obviously Pats fans from all over Europe, Germany, the United States, and beyond represented in full force because there were much louder chants and cheers for the Patriots than there were for the Indianapolis Colts, who had some fans there as well. And, yeah, people were, you know, I saw shots of, like, Pats fans next to the guys in, like, Seahawks jerseys and Jaguars jerseys. So yep. it's a whole Typical. mishmash of NFL representation. Um, but those tickets are going to be like stocking stuffers. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you may be. even see, like, I know they have a waiting list, and I feel terribly about this, but, like, there's a waiting list for Pats fans uh, for, for season tickets at Gillette after they put up the lighthouse and the new scoreboard and the big beer lounge and everything. And I can't even just imagine what Robert and Jonathan Kraft are thinking. Like, that may be a dead, silent plane ride home for them or or it's going to be i don't know or the opposite end <laughs> the pilots like uh we're experiencing some turbulence because you guys are throwing crap around back there oh. could you stop throwing crap around back there <laughs> um I, I actually i i got an interesting response to one of my tweets today that i hadn't really thought of and it was an annoyance from a um alleged season ticket holder i i never know i can't check these things on twitter cross-reference but i i believe somebody if they tell me they're a season ticket holder that was a little annoyed that Robert Kraft is over in Germany addressing German fans and talking to German fans and doing all these interviews and not talking to season ticket holders. They just get a letter. They don't get really any words from Robert Kraft about what the hell's going on, what the plan is. And I know we deal with this occasionally, the Jacobs, oh, you're, you're an absentee owner, or John Henry, why aren't you talking? And it's now going down that road where, where Robert Kraft has some fans that are that are upset that he's not um, being the spokesman or the voice of the organization and saying what the hell, or or maybe Jonathan, even if it's Jonathan that talks. Um, I'd love to hear from Jonathan. Pardon my interruption. Andy, I'd love to hear love from to either hear. of them. Like what? What is? I mean, it's great that it, that you you know talk in in Germany, but your team is here. This wasn't really a home game. Your home is Foxborough, Massachusetts, where they've supported you. Um, through the thick and thin, Bill, and there's not been a lot of thin. Well, actually, lately, Bill, there's a lot of thin. Um, but, you know, do, do you owe them anything? Because some of them feel like you owe them uh, comments, explanations, directions, anything, just feeling like you're still um, attached to them or you're still connected to them as your core season ticket holder fan base. And I actually hadn't thought of that. Um, I don't know how I would feel. Like, if do I feel like you owe me something as a season ticket holder? I'm not a season ticket holder. But uh, it's an interesting perspective from some of them. Ah. <sighs> Let's see, we got uh, David in Florida. Hello, David. Hey, so you wanted a positive? You wanted someone to be grateful for? 
Are you, are you on a runway right now, David? No, I'm driving. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I would love a positive. I would right now. We would love any sort of positive any Pats fan can divine from today and the season at large. Please. At least from the from the players' perspective, it wasn't played in Foxborough. That's a positive. Because if that was played in Foxborough, oh, there would have yeah. been a uh, there, there, there would have been a lot uh, things would have been a lot more dire. I don't want to. That's true. So let's be grateful it wasn't played in Foxborough. There would have been a lot um, of booze. Yes, they probably the, the stadium probably would have emptied out with about with after he threw the interception at least. Yep. Uh, now, uh, about a month ago, I think it was after the Raiders game. I'm not sure. I think it was after the Raiders game. You said that this was the day. The, that was the day the music died. So then, what's mm-hmm. today? Uh, everything else died with it. Yeah, Armageddon. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if if you're going to get rid of Mac, I mean, if make a decision this week, you got to buy. If you're going to get rid of him, then just release him. I mean, just do him. I mean, just release him now, and, and and let him move on. I mean, in a value. I mean, almost like a like a baseball uh, scenario. Release him and just uh, and and just move forward. I mean, I don't believe in tanking. I hate that word. I hate that concept in tanking. Um, but uh, I mean, just uh, just uh, I mean. But give give Bailey the rest of the season, although he was horrible today, and see if you have anything. I mean, or just release both of them and let Greer play. Just, I mean, make a decision and stop letting letting Mac um just blow in the wind. If you're gonna release him, just release him now. Right. I mean, clearly it's not all his fault, but uh, I mean, and I will say he he doesn't. I mean, if you compare his post game presser to that of Devontae Parker, Parker from uh, the Raiders game. I mean, at least Mac does stand up and admit his mistakes, and Absolutely. he's not hiding or deflecting. But, uh, I mean, maybe he just does need a fresh start. But All right, thanks for the call, David. You- yep. Okay, David, we got you. No, you Good Lord. Point well made. We got it. Uh, he's not going to get released re- now, Andy. He's not going to Why would you release Mac? That's the he's dumbest gonna, thing I've ever heard. He's not going mean, to get like, Alston Christmas and just put out for God's sakes. Sorry, David. I didn't mean to call that dumb, but I wouldn't release him. That y- You trade him. Like, you hold on to him till the spring, and you hope to get pennies on the dollar for him from somebody that's just trying to put, like, a three-man quarterback competition together. Well, that's or... the question, though, Andy. What kind of value does he have going into the spring? Almost none, but you could get a draft pick for him. He's an NFL he's, quarterback. He's not going to play. Yes, correct, Andy. Uh, you can get probably maybe, like, a fifth. I don't know. Um, that might be high, but I, I would anything. Whatever be. you can get. A conditional seventh if he makes the team's but he roster, shouldn't... whatever. It shouldn't be the kind of case, I think, last week on the post-game show or maybe this week on the podcast. I don't know. So many outlets, so many words, so many thoughts, so many problems. I think we outlined a scenario where Mac Jones plays one more year for the Patriots and you draft a quarterback, and that quarterback sits for a majority of the season until he possibly either beats out Mac or it's his time or you're ready, et cetera, or whatever. I just don't see a scenario now where Mac Jones returning next year, period, is to his or the team's benefit. I, I just don't. I mean, I think this now just clearly, today's game clearly announced for the world to see and for the world to hear, Bill's time is coming to an end and Mac Jones is not the guy for whether it's the pressure cooker, the scenario. Bill always wants to play with a veteran quarterback. He doesn't want to have to coddle. And there's no emotional exchanges between them. They barely seem to speak, although today we did see the colorful, metaphor-laden conversation between Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones over there like, this is all like companies have mental uh, wellness and like emotional leave policies like give the guy like thank God the, the buy couldn't come at a better time for him because I really do think 
his headspace needs a breather and he needs to sort of reconsider a lot of different things. Uh, before we go to the next caller, Andy, I just read this from um, Doug Kide, who recently transcribed what Bailey Zappi had to say after the game about the final play uh, from at Doug Kide, K-Y-E-D. Here's what Bailey Zappi said about the final play. Quote, uh, yeah, I mean, can't say what I want to say, but there's just we were kind of behind on time the way we talk about yards, one yard for every second. So we were trying to get ahead of the time by taking a shot. We figured the play that we had, fake spike, trying to catch the defense off guard, not get the rush going. That worked, but that just, but that's just me trying to force it and make a play, get us ahead on time. Looking back at it, I'd probably just say throw it incomplete, move on to the next down, try to see if we could take another shot. But I'm sure we'll look at it tomorrow or Tuesday, and we'll learn from it. So I hate to be the homer here. Um, I wanted to see a replay that I never saw. I thought there was pass interference on that. I thought the safety hit the receiver and Mm -hmm. stopped him in his tracks, and then the pick was made by either the corner or another safety. And if you look at the field, Zappi does too. Zappi's like raising his hand like, what the hell's that? You're not allowed to do that. So I, I still haven't seen a good replay of that, but I think they got porked a little there. Yeah, I just I just watched the replay. Uh, it didn't really look like that was pork worthy to say. <laughs> um, you know me; I'm a homer. I'm always on the side of the oh, team. Oh, always the loyalist and most diehard of all the Pats fa- Pats fans out there. No, I'm usually actually, you know actually very objective. The only bigger homer that there is, and this will be our last call as we head into break. Jake in Boston. Oh boy, Jake, take your victory lap. Go ahead. Boys, um, thank God Max threw that pick there because I want the draft positioning, and that may be worth three spots. That may be a big win for us. Yep. Uh, if, you, if you're if you Belichick today and you had some, some balls here, you'd admit that Robert had a gun to your head over Mac today, and you saw it at the end of the game when NFL Network cut from you in distress to Bob Kraft. This is after the Zappy pick, to Bob Kraft chuckling like, <laughs> you put in Zappy, look what happened to you. And then when uh, uh, Mac nearly threw a pick the drive before, mm-hmm. and they put the camera on Kraft, he had his head hung in shame like his child had disappointed him. Bill's not dumb, and he admitted it in the second quarter. He took a penalty to push the Colts out of field goal range. On uh, What was it? It was third and two, pushed it back to third and seven. What were they on the the 38 or 39-yard line. So we're looking at a 50-yard field goal on a grass field that Gay had never kicked on before today. Like, there's a 40% chance he makes that kick. But Bill knew in the second quarter to win that game, he was going to have to do it, scoring 9 to 12 points off of field goal. That's how little confidence he had in Mac Jones, who now we know is not his guy. And listen, I'm sad we might be losing Sophie Scott, though we'll see Mac in Kansas City next year as their backup quarterback. And if Mahomes gets hurt, you know, Mac will be throwing to Travis Kelsey and it'll look like all is well in the world to them. Uh, but, you know, we'll still see Trevor and, uh, and uh, Taylor and Travis here in December. Anyways, Kyler's back for Arizona today. They may not have a win. Cardinals-Bears on Christmas Eve may be the bigger game for the Patriots and Patriots-Broncos. That is what your season is coming to. Oh, yeah, we have game day here with Army-Navy. So, you know, some, some false positives, but still some false positives. All right, Jake, actually one of your better calls in a while. Thanks very much as we head into break. Andy, see, there are some positives. Gillette Stadium will be awash in patriotism a couple of weeks from now when the Army-Navy Classic takes place on December 9th. Yes, we have the game against the Giants. Bill will get to look on to the Maras and the Roonies and say, oh, thanks so much, guys, and this could be a parting gift. He could leave the Patriots franchise as well. 
And yeah, we are all going to have to watch every Cardinals, every Bears, every other terrible team's games the rest of the way as the race to the bottom to try to see who can be on top for next year continues for the Patriots. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. We are just getting started here on the Six Rings postgame show. When we come back, we'll revisit some words from Patriots owner Robert Kraft on the NFL Network before today's game and how they are not resonating too positively postgame. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's you. It's the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Let's talk a little bit about your team, if you don't mind. Back home, a lot of folks are wondering your thoughts on the current state of the Patriots and those be. Well, uh, this is our 30th year that I've had the privilege of owning this team, and uh, I've never been 2-7. and seven. So it's, it's really uh, disappointing and... Um, I had hoped that things would be a lot better, uh, as I know our fan base did, and I hope today is a chance to reset and make this a much better year. than This isn't what we were expecting to happen this year. You don't say, Mr. K. You don't say. That was Patriots majority owner and president, Robert Kraft before the game today, speaking to state of affairs with the New England Patriots. Sadly, things kind of got worse. Obviously, the Patriots losing today 10-6 to in Frankfurt, Germany to the Indianapolis Colts. Just a really sorry, sad state of affairs for one and all. Andy, what stuck out to you most from Robert Kraft's remarks? Well, that he just ignored the 2000 season first of all, <laughs> when they were yeah. two and seven, and then two and eight, on the way to five and eleven, which obviously Has it been was a so very long that they forgot. You think? Um, he forgets. He forgot. Well, he the forgot Cam the Newton Cam Newton year losing season. So, I mean, he's an old man. I'm not gonna hold him to it, make fun of it. Whatever. Oh, it is what it is. But you call him an old man. Well, he's an. I mean, oh, you could say an older gentleman. You could find a way to to phrase it a little more positively. Or I'm sorry, I thought he was old, and I thought he was a man. I didn't mean to offend him. I thought he was 82 years old. And it is what well it is. with the sincerity in your voice. Apology accepted. I just don't understand. We've gotten to this point where you can't call an old man an old man. No, like, that's how oversensitive. I, I get it. I get we've it. gotten in this society. Um, the big difference is. The last time he was two and seven, and then two and eight, it was a uh, bridge year, cleaner year, reset year. Belichick, you know, you're go hoping to go in a different direction. Now you're fading, uh, not even fading. Fading is too kind. You're dropping like a stone, um, sinking like a stone. Yeah, and I just go back to Bill's comment. I just thought it was time for a change. I think that I just tweeted it. I think that should be the organizational motto. Like it's time for a change at all levels. Everything should be up for analysis, assessment, and debate. Front office. I mean, I, I, I don't really see Robert just saying, okay, I'm good, Jonathan. You do whatever the hell you want. Um, because I, even though he's an old man, still respect him and think he is the patriarch of Patriot Nation. And I think he should still have a say. But from ownership straight on down through the roster, you know, the executive branch, the, uh, the personnel department, the coaching department, I think it's time for a change everywhere. Like, yeah, I just thought it was time for a change. I agree, Bill. 100%. You nailed it. I just thought it was time for a change. Is that and the that new ch- uh, Cincinnati, Seattle? Uh, yeah. Day on to day. change. That's, our, that's, our, that's the new slogan. The slogan of the week. Yeah. Slogan du jour. 
Now, the first example, I think, has to be, I saw our guy Christian Fourier, who will join me next hour to break this down, said, you know, it's over. You, you, it's The Mac experiment is over. doesn't matter whether there's a bye. When you take the field of the Giants, he's not your quarterback. I agree with him. I don't think Bill's going anywhere this week. That would still stun me. I don't care how ugly the game was or whatever happened. Um, I think you, you play this out with Bill until the end of the season, and then not just a letter being sent to season ticket holders promising change. I think you need to show them uh, the fruits of your labor of change in January and really try to turn things around and take this in a different direction because you are, I don't know if they've really acknowledged it, mm-hmm. you're a terrible football team. You're a terrible organization right now. That That's reality. I mean, organizationally, things in terms of fan service, the structure, the all, all those elements in play, all the machinations, if you will, M-A-C-H, everybody, those all seem to be uh, in order. They do a good job taking care of the fan. Blah blah blah. It's just yeah, but so no one the cares. On about field, that. the on field. I know. I'm just saying like that to that element. Uh, but as far as, but as far as the on field product, the on field product is not even remotely commensurate in terms of quality and execution to the job the Patriots do everywhere else. And that that too has to be disconcerting to Robert, Jonathan, and everyone else who puts their heart and soul into this team on a day-by-day basis. I mean, it's that, just, that is the I product, think everyone's though. at a loss for words, Andy. That is a product. Like, no, no one, you know, you go to the movie theater, yeah, the seats are not, but you're going to see a movie, right? If the movie sucks, you stop going. If the movies are bad enough, often enough, you stop going. You don't go and say, you know what? The movie's terrible. You want to go sit in those seats, those nice seats at the mall? They recline a little bit. No, you're not paying $17 to sit in a seat. You want to see a Sometimes movie. Sometimes you want to escape the heat and you get in the air conditioning and you just want to eat popcorn and, you know, watch a decent. I'll go to just watch something decent to escape to the movies, but I understand what you're saying. Oh, decent? You didn't. No, no, no. You said decent is what oh, they're doing. Right. My bad. My bad. Okay. This isn't decent. Decent movies. Yeah, absolutely. You want a night out. You want some candy. You want the experience for decent. But if it sucks and the screen breaks and you never act, there's no audio and you don't actually get a storyline or characters. The frame stops and it starts to melt in the right. Fans start booing and say, "We want a new movie." Right, you're not going to go to the movies anymore in that theater. So, the the, all the other stuff is window dressing. There's a pig that needs a lot more lipstick, and that's the Patriots on-field product right now. And I I know it sounds harsh. Oh, he's the and he's being a jackass again or whatever. Well, it is what it is. That's what we've been rolling with all game long. That's I think Andy just set the record for most metaphors in a single point. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. We'll have to check with the Guinness people on that during the break. One quick call before we get to the top of the next hour. Paul in my hometown of Braintree, welcome to Six Rings. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's time. You know, Mac Jones is done here. I think well, you're 2-8. and eight. I don't believe in tanking, but it's time to... Put Zappy out there. The season's over. At the end of the year, well, no one ever mentioned it. Maybe it's time for Bob Kraft to step aside, too, and let Jonathan take over. Bring, draft a young quarterback. Bring in a younger coach who can work with the, with the young guy. Still bring in a veteran. You know what I mean? And, and do that. But this, this is done. You know what I mean? Bill has to go, I think, now. You know, but I think Bob Kraft, too, should step aside as well and let the younger mind take over. Jonathan's more of a businessman. So let that happen. You know, it just it, this is done. It's over with. Just don't play Mac anymore this year. Okay, so I need to start Thank coming more strongly. I, I've said it like I've kind of uh, pussyfooted through it. Mm-hmm. Why do people want to keep putting Robert out to pasture? 
okay, I, I was having fun with him. He forgot the 2000 season. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me Robert Kraft's not a businessman? The caller just said Jonathan's more of a businessman. I would let, if if I needed a contract negotiated, there there's like a short list, and I could have anybody. You said, I need a contract. Mm-hmm. You can have anybody. Robert Kraft is on my short list of people that I would have negotiate my contract okay. with my yeah. interest. Uh, Scott Boris would also be on the short list, by yeah, the way. He most certainly would be. Maybe um, even Rosenhaus, too. At Rosenhaus. Like, there's a few people, but Robert is at near the top of that list for everything he's accomplished. And I do not believe that he has totally lost his fastball or his wits or the business world has passed him by. I do not believe that. So if he wants to take on a lesser role, and I think people aren't realizing Robert has taken on a lesser role in recent years. He has enjoyed his life. He travels a lot. He Mm kind of does a lot of different things where Jonathan is in the building more day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. But Robert Kraft owns the New England Patriots, and he earned the right to own the New England Patriots. Remember he made a point of saying in the offseason, like, my football team. Absolutely, and it still is. Over his dead body, and I don't mean that literally, so don't get all sensitive again, but... You know, he deserves the right to be the biggest voice at the table. He sits at the head of the table, and Jonathan can be his right-hand man. But unless Robert cedes his power, I don't, I'm not a fan of all these people saying he, he needs to go and he needs to do this. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. It's his team. He, he, you know how people say Bill earned the right to decide when he leaves? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He did not, actually. Robert has earned the right Correct. to decide when he leaves. He bought the right. Literally, he bought the right. I see that that is that has been overlooked and glossed, looked past and glossed over multiple times. I could not agree with that more. The right ultimately is in the hands of Robert Kraft. It is his football team. He'll make the decision. And if we are to believe reports that we read earlier today, or at least that Diana Rossini brought up, there could be a mutual parting of ways. Or as we say sometimes, Andy, the conscious uncoupling could be on the horizon. We'll get to that and so much more as the third hour of the Six Rings and Football Things postgame show continues on here on WEEI.